The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event. With your host, Jason Sway. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two pounds and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03. How about now, Ben? You got me? I got you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it, man. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I thought I would be, uh, I'm better than what I thought I would be after after Saturday's game, but um, I'm good. It was a good Day of, of NFL football, a lot of twists and turns, as well as college football. We had a lot of twists and turns from college football, so I'm good, man. We only got two games in the regular season to enjoy college football while we have it because after those two regular season games, and then you have the conference championship week, and then you have bowl, man, that's that's it, man. That, that's whew. It is already the end of the season. So man, I'm I am I am good, man. I thought um for the most part I saw what I expected from from our football team. Uh obviously I'm not happy about the results, but certainly my expectations were not were not like my expectations were not high um for for the football game uh as bad as that sounds, but you know, if you're just a realist and you kind of see see the situation for what it is Tennessee wasn't going to last for 60 minutes Ben um you were there you had the bird's eye view what did you see out there that stood out watching Tennessee compete with best team in the country yeah just too many self-inflicted wounds obviously Georgia is a great football team and that played a a role in Tennessee's 
self-inflicted wounds. But Swain, as as crazy as it sounds, watching that football game, and I leaned over to Austin Price in the press box and mentioned this, made this comment to him. It, it felt more as if Tennessee was beating beating itself rather than Georgia just dominating Tennessee. And again, I know that sounds crazy because Georgia won forty one to seventeen, but I, I think of how well Tennessee played in the first quarter. They 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 really did play well in, in the first quarter and then Hendon Hooker throws that interception on the first drive of the second quarter and it was kind of just downhill from there. And the the passing game could never really get going. Hendon did not have his his best day. Missed some throws that uh, could have could have made the game closer down the stretch, and and they were throws that we've seen him make all year. And I personally think it was a product of of him just trying to rush because he knew that that Georgia pass rush was about to be breathing down his neck. That that was my perception of of the missed throws, uh, just knowing that Georgia was going to be there. At any moment, that that he did not have a ton of time to get the ball out, and, and he was he was rushing things, and and you saw some high throws and and some missed throws because of it that that would have resulted in key third down conversions or uh, a, a touchdown on the second play of the game to Valus Jones. Although that didn't really haunt Tennessee too bad because Tennessee did turn around and, and still go score on that possession. Uh, but Hendon Hooker did not play his his best game. Obviously, that is a self-inflicted wound. Um, and even defensively, the, the defense was able to, to get a couple of stops to start the second half, but, but the offense couldn't convert. We're, we're able to pick up a couple of first downs and, and get the ball moving, but then it would get, get across midfield and it, it would just stub its toe and, and couldn't, couldn't finish the drive off. So Georgia, Georgia dominated, but I, I do feel like Tennessee also had had several self-inflicted wounds and didn't necessarily help themselves as as crazy as that sounds for a forty-one to seventeen football game. Yeah, I mean, there's cases uh, in, in a sixty-minute football game where you didn't beat yourself. That I mean, excuse me, that you do beat yourself, and the team didn't didn't necessarily beat you. Where something is wide open, or you have a play that you can make, um, and you beat yourselves. And there's other cases where the team is just good that you're playing against and they're the reason why you didn't make the play. Um, and Georgia, I know Matthew Butler, you know, wasn't going to sit here and crown him, and especially coming off a, you know, a loss and it's fresh and it's right after the, right after the game. And he's the ultimate competitor. And he, and he probably had one of the best games of anyone on our football team besides Cedric Tillman, uh, him and him and, um, um, golly, I think I mean I, I really think those two just those those two stood out Matthew Butler on defense and then Cedric Tillman on offense. Um, you're not gonna sit there and, and and drool over them right after the game, but we gotta understand something that that football team is good, and they're gonna force you to make a lot of mistakes. And when you do make those mistakes, it's not just self-inflicting wound. It's because they're good and they caused you and created made you make those mistakes. But we did have. You know, the throw to Valus Jones that, like you mentioned, wasn't the determining factor of not us not going down the score because we did. We did go down the score. And it looked easy. <laughs> like, the first possession looked easy for Tennessee. But you expect Georgia 
their players, their good coaches, to make adjustments. They did that. And when they when they did that, it was really hard for us to run the football. It was really hard for us to have the, the, the time and uh, in, in passing situations to get the ball down the football field. And that's what happens. This is a prime example of what Tennessee needs to do in recruiting. Simple as that. Simple as that. Tennessee needs to recruit at a high level. The gap with the talent is just is too far to expect Tennessee to compete for 60 minutes in that type of game. That was a big boy game, and we're not ready for that game yet. We're not ready for that game yet. It's a remarkable what we have been able to do with the players that we have. And this, like, this, this type of conversation hurts because no one wants to hear this. But this is the truth. Ben, you follow recruiting. You follow this football team. You know the departures, the arrivals. You look at the opposing team. You've watched Georgia play. When you can roll out eight to ten different defensive linemen, and the drop-off is not that significant. Like, we had Cooper Mays on the locker room last night. And big boy, big boy up front that barely even played. Barely even played. He got hurt. And I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious that every time a Georgia player got hurt, we were, you know, we were booming. But I think those guys really hurt, Ben. Especially Jordan Davis. Yeah, yeah, big boy Jordan Davis. I thought, I mean, he was really hurt. He didn't go back in. But talking to Cooper Mays, the backups gave him more of a problem than Jordan Davis. And when you're able to do that as a defense, it's hard for an offense to deal with that for 60 minutes. And I thought the rush got to him, the hooker. I thought that even when the rush did not get to him, he felt the it. Thought, yeah, he felt it, and the thought of them getting to him previously made him rush him throws, and his mechanics were not on point. A couple high throws, one resulting in the interception. But what happened on Saturday is what I expected. So I'm not necessarily upset. I'm disappointed we lost. I don't like losing to Georgia. I don't like losing to anybody. But we, we did all we can do. And you look at the linebacker position – Ben, whew, we got to recruit. Yeah, yeah. Go, recruit. Uh, go watch the nine-yard Stetson Bennett scramble for a touchdown, and that tells you all you need to know uh, about the linebacker position, and in my opinion, the safety position as well. And and the thirty-nine-yard touchdown from James Cook to tie it at seven-seven. Georgia's first touchdown of the day. Go watch that one, and, and, and that will reinforce needing to, to get some better safeties in here as well. Linebackers and safeties have killed Tennessee the last couple of yeah. weeks. Yeah, the, Those two plays right there, Ben, those two plays. And I hate, like, these type of shows because you have to kind of point out where we need help and, and where we lost the game and, and where we are as far as depth and our roster. But those two plays told us all we needed to know. Tim Banks has coached out of his mind. He's done more with less this football season. But James Cook goes in motion, and we bump out a linebacker on him. And it's not even press coverage. I mean, we're six, seven, eight yards off of him. 
James Cook did not run a double move. I'm watching on TV, Ben. The announcer thought it was a double move. It wasn't even a double move. Just ran right past him. He just he just attacked his inside, made him stop his feet. There was a threat of an inside move, but that was simply a go route. And the separation between Cook and the linebacker, in this case, this was Solon Page, the separation, it's like two, three-yard separation. Like, that tells you all you need to know about where we are from a roster standpoint. And then the Stetson-Bennett touchdown run, like, that was that was Lamar Jackson moves that he put on us. So we got to get better better in that area. Here's a great opportunity for guys like Christian Charles, um, some, some other players. This week, as you're playing South Alabama, as you are preparing to go to a bowl here in a few weeks where you'll have 15 extra practices, it's time to develop some depth with some of the young players. It really is. Um, but that was a tough that was a tough game. But Tennessee is in position now. If anything crazy doesn't happen, man, to really go seven and five, Ben, and eight and five with the bowl game being out there. Yeah, and it's it's a good way to end the season, but also a bad way potentially to end the season if if disaster were to happen this weekend or next weekend. I don't Correct. at all think that it will. But you just cannot lose these next two weekends. You have built up, if you're Josh Heupel and this coaching staff, you have built up so much goodwill over the course of this season that you cannot throw it down the drain with a Georgia State-esque loss over the next two weeks. Again, I don't at all expect it to happen. I would be absolutely stunned if it did. But you just have... You have everything to lose and nothing to gain the, the next two weeks, uh, essentially. So uh, I, I think Tennessee will, will, without a doubt, handle business the, the next two weeks. I mean, even Tennessee's defense that has looked pretty rough at times this year, I mean, even they should have two nice weeks to, to finish the regular season. And 7-5, and, and five, if you would have told me 7-5 and five or, or take your chances before the season, I would have signed up for 7-5 and five on the dot. I would not have even thought twice uh, about it because in the regular season, I, I thought 7-5 was, was Tennessee's ceiling. So it's, it's been a ultra-successful year one for Josh Heupel to this point, in my opinion, and got to go out and handle business the next two weeks because for all the goodwill that this coaching staff has built up, it, it can quickly, quickly go away if uh, disaster strikes the next two weeks. Yeah, good thing about, about Saturday is that – you didn't get any of yours. Um, you know, Javante Payton got hurt, and he is, you know, one of one of your starters. But you didn't get your quarterback hurt. Yes. And if your quarterback got hurt, then we're talking maybe a different level of concern for the next two weeks and beyond as we as we approach bowl season. Um, don't know status on Javante Payton on a Monday. We will later on in the week. But Hinton Hooker is still able to play. And he is the key. He is the key. I I think South Alabama may be a tougher test than Vanderbilt, to be honest. Um, but the this football team will get a little breather as far as the competition is concerned. You still got to go out there, put the work in, focus, um, you know, prepare as if you're playing Georgia again. But you're not playing Georgia, Alabama this week. 
you play your best, South Alabama plays their best, you should win by multiple scores. Simple as that. But uh, it was cool to see. There's so much, man, so much to cover, man. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it all today, but <laughs> just just so much good stuff happening around around the program. You know, Candace Parker coming, coming back, Todd Helton, um, Peyton Manning. It was just, just really cool to see. Monica Abbott. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, the goat Monica Abbott. It was just, it was just great to see so many people back. Isn't it wild uh, that that Tennessee has arguably we we can have an off season discussion discussion in in the off season, but arguably Tennessee has three three goats in, in three different sports. Peyton, one of the greatest of all times, yeah, in in football. Candace Parker. Yeah, maybe the goat of women's basketball. I, I know that that's a conversation as well, but one of the greatest of all time. And She's then, a logo now, ain't she? WNBA, they changed the logo. I think so, but I, I think if you were to ask a non-Tennessee fan, somebody may say Diana Taurasi. Yeah. So now Candace's championship that she just won really helps her, though. Um, but w- without you know discussing that. She's one of the greatest basketball players of all time in, in women's basketball. And then Monica Abbott, one of the faces of softball. So I, I think it's really cool that Tennessee has three of the GOATs uh, in three different sports. For sure, man. You know, uh, I bumped into Julio uh, Barbone. So shout out to Julio. Uh, also Julio. bumped into Dan Williams. Um, Dan Williams. My, that's right, former first round pick. Of the what did he go to? The, I think he went to the Cardinals yeah, first. It was the Car- I, was it the Cardinals first? I know he went to the Raiders afterward right. after the Cardinals. Yeah, but it was yeah, the Cardinals yeah. first. Um, also, uh, Jermaine and Joey Kent. So it was good to see uh, those gentlemen. Uh, Gerald Riggs over the weekend. So um, it was. It, it's always a packed weekend, especially like this year with countdown uh, to kick off there an hour and a half before the show. At, Gate 21A. Uh, we had Danny White on for the first segment. And during the game, now I didn't, I didn't get on Danny White this week about those letters <laughs> coming back. But during the game, it's been made, it's been brought to my attention that there was a little bit of a tease during the game on the, on, on the Jumbotron mm-hmm. about those letters coming back. Yep, just, before, that, uh, just before kickoff. Did, you, when, not, did when, you see it? Yeah, I, I saw it just just before kickoff. They played a, a video showing the the old letters and and different video shots, and at the end it said "coming soon." Dot dot dot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That'll look oh, awesome. Yeah. I've never seen oh, Neyland Stadium with with the the letters V O L S up on uh, top of the jumbotron. Now I may have seen it once. I I will not remember it. But uh, were they up when when you all played Ole Miss and no. 04? They they had taken Mm-mm. them down by then. Mm-mm. There's 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 uh, some orange letters. There's also some white letters that have been made to my made brought to my attention. Hmm. And uh, I've never seen the orange. I've only seen the white ones. But those white ones were displayed outside the stadium again this weekend. And I don't know if they're going to be on top of the jumbotron because structurally I don't know if because those things are heavy. I don't know. If you can do them, but Danny White must have gotten clearance from the engineers on 
being able to put those back because if, if he didn't, he wouldn't have put that that video out there to tease to tease folks. So no. structurally, um, I don't know where exactly they're going to go. They're going to be on the top or or not. I know putting them south end zone is is the best place because you can see them from a you know, far distance. You could drive down Neyland Drive. You can see them dis- being displayed. I think the south end zone is the best place for them, but I don't know, like, on top of the Jumbotron or what part of the, the south part, or if it will be on the south part, I don't know exactly where they're going to go. Um, I'm jacked about it. I've never, too, seen, I've never seen them in Neyland Stadium. Me too. Me too. That'd I'm excited cool. for the old school Tennessee fans, man, to – um, that, that grew up watching Tennessee play and used to those letters being up there. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them to get a chance to feel a little bit of that old-school Tennessee. Um, and then also the, the newer fans and the fans that have embraced new traditions, we get a little mix of both. Embrace the old school, but, you know, move forward with new traditions as well. So uh, I can't wait to see the, the end product. Hopefully that happens sometime next year now let's get to the phones let's get to let's get to dave tona dave tona good morning good morning guys excuse me so uh some things that that we need to remember and i'm going to relate this to to your christian walk you know i tell people all the time that uh you don't learn anything when you're in the when you're on top of the mountain that's why the good Lord uses the valley to teach us. And that's, that's where we are kind of today uh, with the team. You know, it's, it's as you said, Jason, it's, it's tough talk today, but it's talk that we, we need because we need to evaluate, we need to learn uh, where we need to be, what we need to do to get to the point where we want to be. And uh, it seems like, you know, in, in the losses that we've had this season, it's been repetitive stuff. It's been, you know, wide open, 15, 15 16, 17 yards right across the middle. Uh, it's been playing too far off the ball with a running back coming out on a screen play. Uh, you know, and, and, and Mays was absolutely correct because I was watching the, the D linemen, you know, and they are stacked. They're stacked at every position. You could bring a four- and five-star player in any point of the game and not see a drop-off. You know, the big guys that start for Georgia, they're big, strong bulls, man. They, I mean, they just bull rush. They overpower you. And then these other guys that were coming in, they're different players. And that's why Kate or uh, whichever May's brother said it, was having a difficult time because they were more finesse and speed. Uh, so, you know, it's it's the, the biggest things that I've seen – in our losses this year, man, we've got to tackle. We've got to tackle. We, 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 dis- we display such poor tackling at points of this year. And, our, and Jeremy Banks, I believe, is playing out of his mind this year. So I hate to say linebackers because that includes him, but it, it really does include him as well as he's playing. Uh, you know, we had the same problem with Toho Toho last year and the years before. You can't cover across the middle. But at least he was bigger, but our linebackers are so small. They're just so small. They look like safeties. Uh, It was tough watching the game, but you know what? We scored 17 points on Georgia's defense, which is the most 
this year. And you know what? We had many of other opportunities to put more points on the board. So what is what is Texas record, if you don't mind me asking, without me having to Google it? Uh, Texas Longhorns? You you open up your phone, you go to Google, and you type in Texas. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, I'm kidding. Texas I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. I think they're four and six. Okay. So Maybe wrong. Is it Starkeesian's first year? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what is our record? We 500. Five and five, right? Yeah, they're four and six and two and five in the mighty Big 12. And they've okay. lost five in a row. Okay. So, you know, this is two big brand schools. Okay. They both had their problems over the years. But look, man, you know, everybody wanted him as a head coach. I, I am so excited at what Josh Heupel and this coaching staff is going to be able to produce once we not just get more talent. I mean, who thought Cedric Tillman was going to go for 200 yards? Not me. Not me. But we are our biggest thing. Shout We've got Milton. some talent on this football team. We just don't have any depth. That's the well, biggest thing that we need. We need more talent. And depth. Yep. Yeah, we need both. It goes hand in yeah. hand. Yeah, we need we need we need both. We don't have enough talent and we don't have enough No, I'm depth. not saying we have enough talent, but we've got more talent than we got depth. Do you agree with that? I I just think both are super low. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm not going to split hairs with you on that. I mean, I I think both have to be addressed. Um, right. Yeah, I, I think I think when you look at our 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 first team against their first team, you, you you're not going to be able to compete. Like if 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 no one substituted, because that would point to depth, right? So if no one substituted, I think they would beat us just as bad, and that speaks to just talent. So first on first, they would they would beat us. Depth is when all right, first on first, you're holding up, you're doing your thing, and then you have to substitute, and and the drop off is too is too steep. That speaks more to depth. I think they are both low, Dave Toner. They're both. Low. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, but you know, one of the, one, like I said, I am I am very excited at what these coaches are going to be able to do, and. I just love, you know, last year, year before, look how many times we would have just rolled over. Oh, yeah, for sure. There, I mean, Dave, there's, there's, there's positives. There's positives to, to point out in that football game. And the negatives are things that you just can't control. Like, there's nothing you can do about some of the things we saw out there on Saturday today. Like, yeah. Some of the mistakes, the false starts, and the you know drop passes or the thrown interceptions, like some of that stuff, okay. But the other stuff, Dave Tona, you got to address that in in in, in, in you know, transfer portal and on signing day. Oh yeah, most definitely, and and I hope we do have a good recruiting class. But I I honestly believe that our Number one priority needs to be the transfer portal to where we can get some guys that's used to playing college football. For sure. And the and, and the only thing I'd say to that though is it's it's a fine line of solely relying 
on the transfer portal. Tennessee's still in the, the stage of rebuilding where it needs some guys to, to bridge that gap uh, until their high school guys that they sign are, are ready. And Tennessee's hit the, the lottery this, this season with the transfer portal. Hendon Hooker, Javante Payton, Caleb Tremblay, Chase McGrath. Like those those guys have played really big roles for for Tennessee this season, but but you've also whiffed on on some guys, and, and it isn't necessarily Tennessee's fault. But I mean, and William Mohan may have a a role in this team down the road, but he he's only playing on on special teams right now, and he's still a youngster, his second season playing college football. So I'm not really trying to throw him under the boat. I'm trying to illustrate that just because you get somebody from the transfer portal doesn't mean that they're going to to play right away. So hopefully Tennessee can can go out and, and get the transfers like the Javante Paytons and, and Caleb Tremblays that and Kamal Haddon, Brandon Turnage that, that can help immediately. And even with Turnage and Haddon, I mean they're 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 still developing as well. So uh, it's it's a fine line of of relying on the transfer portal but also having to to go get some guys out of high school that you can develop as well. Absolutely, man. Thanks for the phone call, Daytona. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, we'll take our first break of the day here. Um, I'm live at Betty Chevrolet. Over 150 vehicles in stock. Lifetime warranty on most new and pre-owned vehicles. Never pay over MSRP for new vehicles at Betty Chevrolet. BettyChevrolet.com. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com Business is still moving forward despite our work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why my friends at Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's at the office or at your home. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier of Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, create a layout, and make recommendations. Once you decide what pieces you want, Office Furniture Outfitters will even deliver and install new office furniture for you. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area. Or check them out online at OFONOX.com. Give them a call at 865-254-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters. Providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. J.C.'s will give you a free estimate and beat any Written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. 
Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Steven Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, live here at Betty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. And the sun is up this morning. Ooh, I'm looking right at it here in the showroom at Betty Chevrolet. Parkside Drive, let's get to the Iris Networks hotline. 90 days, no payment for business internet, fiber internet, and voice. Let's get to Steve in Georgia. Steve, good morning. Hey, good morning, Swain. Um, as always, I always tune in to listen to you and Ben kind of break down the games um, after a, a big weekend. And uh, you guys never disappoint. Uh, I, I actually learn a lot by listening to you, so I'm not going to try to offer up what I feel um, were some of the, the key points here. To, that I think you've already touched on them all. But I, I think what I want to say is, is, as a fan, as a guy who, who spends his money, um, you know, at Tennessee Games, Tennessee Merchandise, you know, that, to me that's an investment. And you've said it before, you know, the fans invest and they want a return on their investment. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, Heifel's kind of a uh, – Giving me a return on my investment. I'm excited about Tennessee football again, man. And and you know I've been calling in this show. I mean I don't know how many years, but it's just like you just get down in the gloom and doom, and you know you're like always looking for the other shoe to drop. But I don't know, man. I really feel like 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 you and Ben said. Once you get more talent, you get more depth. Um, you know Georgia, Alabama. Um, they they need to watch out. Um, his his play calling is impeccable. Uh, I mean. 
I don't know of many other coaches in the in college football that call plays like him. And then, you know, on fourth down, he trusts his guys. And, you know, maybe that's why they play as hard for him as they do. Um, and, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be a sunshine pumper here. I'm just being realistic. This guy's the real deal. And uh, I 1,000% support University of Tennessee with my dollars going forward. So, um, Swain, thank you, man, and I hope you have a great day. Hey, thank you, Steve. You know what, Steve? It's okay to pump some sunshine because there is sunshine. For the last couple of years, there's been nothing but clouds, dark clouds, and it's been really hard to see through them. But for the first time in a long time, you can see the, shun- the sunshine, and it's okay to admit it. It's okay. Like, it's okay to admit it. Who cares about what some other Tennessee fans has to say just because he's negative and miserable in his own life? If you see sunshine, then pump it because I see sunshine. Do I see a championship in the near future? No, I don't see a championship in the near future. But what I do see is everything you need in place to build this thing is in place. You have a AD that gets it. You have a head coach that gets it and who can coach, and who's a good dude. And what did I say about the, the transfer portal in the NIL? What is, it, what is it going to do? The NIL and the transfer portal, Ben, was going to expose coaches. Mm-hmm. It was going to separate the real from the fake, the real from the phony. It was going to do that. And the schools that have phony head coaches and guys who are not gen- genuine it was going to show because kids can get up and leave. They can leave now. And kids are, they have opportunities to make a little bit of money on their own. And if coaches, you get in the way of that, it's going to reveal why you really want these kids on campus. It's not to help them. It's to help yourself. And we see it across the country, definitely in Texas, where there's more resources than probably any other school in college football. But they can't get out of their own way. They're in the first year of one of the biggest hires of the offseason. And Steve Sarkeesian is a good coach. But he's already lost the program in year one. In year one. And that's what Dave Tonga was speaking to. What Tennessee has right now, is everything in place? But I was Dude, told I was Steve talk- Sarkeesian was going to be awesome. I thought he was going to be awesome. I thought he was going to be awesome. Same issues he had at USC and and uh, Old Washington towards no, the I end. Ain't same issues. These ain't the same issues. He, he had guys playing hard. Just it's drama in general is more this so is, what I was referencing. Is, yeah, this is this is totally different. This is a culture issue that's been a problem um, throughout different coaches there at Texas, um, but. I was talking to a major donor over the weekend. And you would think after a 41 to 17 L on national TV that major donors and big time um, supporters would be hesitant about helping, getting involved. Dude, they're more excited now than ever. 
They're more excited now than ever. Why? Because they believe in Josh Heupel. Steve, they see the same things that you see, Steve. They see the same things that, that you see, Ben. They believe in Danny White. They believe in Josh Heupel because they're seeing the, the action. Because the talk was all that we can go off of before the season started. But since the season has started, like we've seen what these guys could do with limited resources. Now, let's do everything we can to give them more. Because these dudes, with those resources, they can win. So it's okay to point out the sunshine, Steve. There's, there is sunshine. There's a lot of positive stuff going on around here. There really is. There really is. Our players never flinched. They play the entire football game. They never wavered. Are they good as Georgia? No. They're not. Nobody is. It's not even close. But it didn't matter. They play for one another. They play for the coaches. And we can build off that. We can recruit off that. We can build off that. We can build a culture off of that. So... We good, Steve. I mean, I look, I look at, I look at Florida, and yes, did we lose Florida? We sure did. But man, Florida having to squeak out a win at home against Samford. This was a basketball score. Samford put up fifty-two points against Florida, and they won seventy to fifty-two. And that game was in doubt in the fourth quarter against Samford. I looked over at Brent Hubs during the Big Orange Countdown, and I said, Samford or Stanford? I didn't know that Florida scheduled Stanford this year. He goes, no, Samford. I go, you sure? Are we talking about the Cardinal, the tree, or are we talking about the Bulldog? He goes, the Bulldog. Wow. Texas and Florida are examples of two schools that have all the resources and the culture is t- toxic and poisonous right now. What the hell are all the three schools in Florida doing right now with all that talent in that state? I know we're not where we want to be right now, but I am encouraged by where we are because I know we have the right people in place, the right things in place to be where we want to be. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. I don't know if we're going to compete for championships tomorrow, uh, tomorrow or next year. But I'm encouraged. I really am. I really am, Steve. So I feel you. I feel what you're saying. I really do. I really do feel what you're saying. I can't stand losing to Georgia. I can't stand them barking fans. Ugh. But there's levels. I was talking to a friend of mine that was like, we got to recruit, we got to catch Bama and Georgia. Like, there's levels. You got to catch Florida first. You beat South Carolina. You beat Kentucky. You're going to beat Vanderbilt. There's levels. The next level is Florida, Auburn, Texas A&M, LSU. Recruiting with those guys and beating those guys. And then it's the next level, which right now, the top two teams in the SEC, and they've been this way 
consistently outside of the LSU special year to the years ago, it's been Georgia and Alabama. There's levels. There's levels. 865-255-03. Be right back. At work? Can't call in? Don't feel bad. You can talk to the guys on the text box. It's part of the free Swain event app. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Hey, it's Men's Health Month. So make sure to get all your levels tested with a comprehensive annual health assessment at Low T Center. They exclusively specialize in men's wellness. Low T Center now offers monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month, self-pay, or is covered by most health insurance. And they ship directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Swainvent, Swainvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. It is time for Attaboy, where we highlight positivity. And, uh, Ben, we got some good stuff here on a Monday. Uh, would you like to go first, my friend? Uh, yeah. I, we, we may end up having the the same Attaboys and Atta Girls, but wanted to highlight the other Tennessee sports teams from over the weekend. And I'll start with the Lady Falls, who beat UCF on the road on Friday night, 49-41. to 41. A very impressive win 
in my opinion, because you were without Ray Burrell. You're still trying to mix in a lot of freshmen, newcomers that were transfers. Uh, you're, you're still trying to adjust to life without Renaya Davis. And again, you're having to do so without Ray Burrell. But they take down UCF 49-41 to on the road. And Jordan Horston made her debut after missing the opener with an ankle injury. And she had a double-double. 14 points, 11 rebounds, also had three assists, one block, and one steal. So big, big, big ups to the Lady Vols, and they have a big game tonight against a top 25 South Florida team. So they'll take on USF tonight in Knoxville at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. The game will be streamed on SEC Network Plus. Also wanted to give the the Tennessee soccer team a shout-out because it won its first Game of the NCAA tournament beat Lipscomb three to nothing on Friday night in the first round of the NCAA tournament. They advance to the second round, obviously, uh, with a win, and uh, they'll travel to Michigan. They'll travel to Ann Arbor, Michigan for the NCAA second and third rounds on November 19th and 21st. So, uh, Tennessee soccer continues to shine. And then, obviously, Tennessee basketball, the men's team, gets a, a big attaboy for a big win over ETSU yesterday afternoon inside of Thompson Bowling Arena. Tennessee wins 94-62. to Olivier Camwa had 23 points and looked terrific. And going to the text box, we did have a listener give a shout-out to Olivier. It was Volfan who said that he wanted to give an attaboy to Olivier Camwa. He has improved so much. He is the perfect example of why you don't give up on players and why you don't say bad things about them in the beginning of their playing careers. Barnes and his staff usually know what they're talking about when they say a player has the ability to be, a, to be good and he is good at developing players. While the transfer portal is good, it is still nice to have players on a team that you can watch develop over the course of a few years like Olivier and like Folky before him. So I, I agree, Volfan. Olivier Camois was awesome. 23 points, 8 rebounds, 9 of 14 from the field, 2 of 2 from the three-point line, 3 of 4 from the free throw line. He was terrific. Kennedy Chandler was the best player on that court yesterday, had 16 points, all of which were in the first half. Uh, 6 of 9 shooting, 2 of 3 from 3, had 5 rebounds, 6 assists, just 1 turnover in 26 minutes. Folky made his return. Uh, Justin Powell got his 3-point shot going in the second half, was 3 for 4. Just a a really nice win, Swain, over what I think is going to be a a good ETSU team in the SoCon. I I honestly thought that ETSU was going to give Tennessee more of a fight than it did. I watched... ETSU on Friday night play at App State, and App State won the Sun Belt last year, and that was a a really good basketball game on Friday night, back and forth, and ETSU lost by two, jacked up an ill-advised three uh, there on their final possession when it still had plenty of time left on the clock, so uh, I I think ETSU is going to be a good basketball team this year, Swain, for for the Southern Conference, and uh, I expected them to, to show a little bit better yesterday but I, I think a lot of it had to do with Tennessee just played really well from start to finish yeah ETSU can shoot the basketball they took some 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 bad shots from three uh and Tennessee was able to capitalize on that and then Tennessee was, was shooting the ball very very well but you know just to echo what you said about Olivier 
Olivier was was efficient. Mm-hmm. Two words that really popped out about his performance: efficient and confident. He is confident, and he lacked that confidence in the previous two years. But there's one way that you gain confidence. One way, and that's to put in the work. When you put in the work and you see yourself improve, you become more confident. And we see that from Olivier Camwa. Just the attempts. The makes are another thing. But just pulling the trigger on one of those threes, his last three, where the guy simply had his hands down. He was like, Psh, hands down, man down. He doesn't even take that shot last year. Now, let alone making it, but just taking it, just let you know that he's more confident. You know, in the in the paint, man. He's strong. Like he is physically strong in the paint. He's gotten tougher. Um, he has gotten so much better. And that text box message was perfect. You don't you don't crown them as all Americans as as freshmen. You don't expect to crown freshmen as all Americans. Not everyone can come in and be Kennedy Chandler, Eric Berry. Derrick Barnett, that's, that's not realistic all the time. Every once in a while it happens. But for the most part, it takes development, and everyone develops at different rates. And Olivier has certainly made a huge jump from last year to this year. So uh, that's a good attaboy. I'm giving an attaboy outside of, outside of Tennessee. I'm giving it to Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> the J- Kansas Jayhawks. For their win over Texas, and man, they are—they are happy. They are happy. During the game, we heard chants of SEC, SEC. We know that Texas is making the the uh, move to the conference. Kansas was a thirty-one point underdog. Underdog in this game. Texas losing streak has hit five games, the first time since 1956, and Kansas put him there. Unbelievable win for that program. Remember, this is the same program that had to fire Les Miles over the stuff that happened at LSU, and they went out and hired a coach late in the process, and it has resulted in a big-time program win for the Kansas program. Texas entering the matchup against Kansas was 79-0 when they were favored by at least 24 points or more since the, since the FBS, FCS split in 1978. What Kansas did is remarkable, and they deserve an attaboy. Just happy for those players. Imagine going to put in the work every day, every day. You would think that the best teams are the ones that work the hardest. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case all the time. I think there's some some really bad teams that work hard too. They're just bad. These programs are just bad. But think about all the work that Kansas, those players have put in. The long hours in the weight room, the film room. Go out there, you play hard, and then you just lose week after week. After week, after week. So happy for those players. They get an attaboy today. I think it is safe to say that Texas and Oklahoma are going to struggle upon their arrival 
into the SEC. They yes. they have some major adjustments to make. I mean, even A and M, it took them a couple of years to get up off the mat when it made its transition. Missouri was was really good off the bat, but has obviously struggled to maintain that level of consistency, and they they've struggled to adjust as as well. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma have have the resources to to be in line with A and M and and not Missouri, but they they're really going to have to make some adjustments as a whole because I I think they're going to struggle off the bat not not in terms of not being able to make bowl games and things like that but in in terms of competing at a championship level which is the expectation there I think they're yeah. going to struggle in that regard. Oh yeah. Yeah, they will. They will struggle. I mean, especially Texas. They can't even. They can't even get to five hundred in the Big Twelve right now. And Oklahoma, you know, they they're going to struggle as well. Um, <laughs> it sounds good coming to the SEC, getting that check, but this conference will eat you up, um, will, will chew you up and spit you out. Recruiting is every single day, and. Um, you better hope that you have a staff that can get the respect of the players and hold it. Because the players don't respect you, mm. they ain't going to play hard for you. And they can sense it. They can sense it more now than ever. So this is why I am so happy about where we are right now. Because we got a group of, of, of men coaching our players that these players respect. Rodney Garner, Josh Heupel, Willie Martinez. And these are guys that, that I've talked to and I've known. Y'all can have the big names all you want to. You can have Steve Sarkeesian. You, you can have that. You can have the Dan Mullins. But college football is changing, folks. Hope y'all see it. It is changing, and you better have someone leading your program that your players respect. 865-255-03. Beta Chevrolet will trade for anything. They will buy your vehicle. Over 150 vehicles in stock at Beta Chevrolet, home of the warranty for life. BetaChevrolet.com. Our one is in the books. Our number one was brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. HappyHiller.com. Stay with us.